0: What's Bacon Cake Nation, and welcome back to the Chemistry Cake Online podcast, where chatting about chemistry has never been sweeter. Chemistry Cake is online, and today airs our second episode of Shark Season. Last time, we chatted with Dr. Danny Ariasotondo about what JAWS, or just another chemistry webinar series, is all about. Today, I've got another one of the sharks from the feeding frenzy to chat with us about who gets to speak on JAWS, which was something that Danny briefly alluded to. So, folks, if you would kindly help me in giving a fresh out-the-oven warm welcome to my friend, Dr. Madison Fletcher. Madison, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Cake. We're so excited to talk about JAWS. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Uh, We love to hear that. Um, So, Madison, last week, Danny gave us a rundown of what JAWS is and briefly mentioned that early career chemists, from undergrads to grads to postdocs to starting PIs, among others, are the target speakers on this webinar series. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing um, some of who those speakers were and the highlights of their talks. Yeah,
1: so we've had um, about, you know, Fifty speakers so far, I think, just about fifty speakers, oh, and we've had folks from all over, um, all over the world, which is really cool to say, and then also all over from their sort of career status. So um, one of the one of the people who kind of like led off Jaws was actually an undergrad from UCI, which was. Super cool to have him show up. His name was Thomas Cross, and he works for a faculty member, um, Rachel Martin. And it was really a super timely talk. It was sort of um, in November of 2020. So we were just getting to the end of you know, COVID season, and um, their, their work uh, was all about you know, like the COVID proteins and modeling, not modeling, but looking at what those structures of those proteins are. Um, and so the amount of work done by Thomas as an undergrad was astounding. And not only the JAWS folks, but like the people in the audience were amazed. Um,
0: that is so, so cool.
1: So it was, it was really cool to see. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it definitely... Uh, sparked some imposter syndrome in some of us i think oh, no. <laughs> but but it's okay cuz it's i'm so excited to see like if this is what he's able to do as an undergrad what is he going to do in the future
0: yeah um, i hope that it serves perhaps as an inspiration right like if that's what he's able to do then maybe like i'm also capable of doing that
1: oh of... absolutely yeah. yeah
0: that's so cool and especially
1: for undergrads like you don't really get to see undergrads from other institutions talking yeah. about their research unless you're at the ACS meeting um, right? but it was it was really really exciting
0: <laughs> to nice. see
1: someone from UCI where I came from nice. um, to continue like doing this research so
0: that's so cool yeah. that's awesome and, and you said that you've had like 50 speakers
1: yeah just nearly 50 I think okay. we're officially at 47 or so if Ooh. I can count correctly Wow, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it's, we are just kind of blown away with the way, with the number of people that have expressed interest and have also attended. Um, Like I said, like, these aren't just folks from like, just like the fancy big name universities. These are people from all over the world and like all over the United States. So Um, I think one that also really stuck out to me was um, a talk by Eric Arndt, who is actually now a industry researcher. Um, But his talk was all about like the physical chemistry of something called bombardier beetles, which are beetles that explode uh, like a liquid into their bum, basically, and then <laughs>
0: that's a, this that's a fitting incredibly name.
1: powerful, right? This incredibly powerful, like spray, comes out to immobilize any would-be attackers. So, oh my goodness, it 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 was amazing. Just seeing sort of like the chemistry perspective of biological mechanisms it was really really neat.
0: Wow, that's kind that's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, I. So you said the physical chemistry of bombardier beetles. Yes. So it was uh, like chemical biology,
1: material science and physical chemistry. And from what I like took in, they essentially immobilized these beetles in, um, I I can't remember if it was like um, an electron microscope or something something very powerful that you would normally not put a beetle in and then they were able to take super fast oh a synchrotron x-ray imager that's what it is nice i can't tell you what that means but (laughs) super fast imaging to see exactly what's happening in like the reaction chamber of this beetle's butt
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah oh my goodness i i love when like different facets of science collide i love that so much i i think that's just a really i think that type of science is just so interesting to me and i'm really really quite fortunate to be able to do that kind of chemistry as well so that's so Mm -hmm. cool speaking of chemistry like now i'm curious um hearing about what you know some of these chemists do i want to i want to get to know a little more about what you do and the chemistry um that you you're working on so tell me about your science
1: yeah, so I I'm actually exactly how you described the edge of chemistry and edge of other fields. So I started as like a traditional methodology driven organic chemist. Like I, for lack of a better like phrase, I hated biology when no. I took organic chemistry. <laughs> um, but then over time, I kind of started being like, well, I want to really ask and look at bigger questions. Um, And so in grad school, I actually did a project that was more chemistry focused with the application of biology. So sort of what I think folks typically think of chemical biology as like all synthesis of um, nucleotides and very painful sugar chemistry with the hopes that we could essentially shut off bacteria. And then, from there, I said, okay, I, like, I really like bacteria. Let me go and use them as my reaction vessel. So I moved to um, California all the way from the East Coast and lived there for two years and learned all about molecular biology. That lab was definitely much more uh, molecular biology than I had anticipated. And now I'm back <laughs> at NYU and I get to do both. So We're using molecular biology to really figure out how to make the best structured peptides we can. So I work in um, Bobby Aurora's lab and our whole focus is targeting protein, protein interactions. And I am specifically focusing on targeting Huntington's disease. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's a really exciting target. It's a really exciting project. And it feels like everything is working, knock on wood. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe in a couple months, we'll have some really high hit targets. And then we'll ship them off to people doing really exciting Huntington's disease work. It would be, it'd be really exciting to have that happen.
0: Am I, am I allowed to ask more about that? That's really cool.
1: Yeah, totally. So the idea for the project is built off of a sort of peptide technology in our lab, which is two alpha helices that are cross-linked. And um, those papers were published by Mike Wu, who is now in Laura Keesing's lab at MIT, and um, Sung Ho Hong, who is um, still a graduate student in Bobby's lab, but hopefully trying to get a job out there. He's an incredible chemist, so, so smart, and like, has been so kind about teaching me all about peptides. (laughs) Um, But that work really pioneered what we're doing now. And we've essentially transitioned this, um, we call it the CHD, a cross-linked helix dimer. And we've put that onto phage particles. And so what that allows us to do is to create this really, really large library and do a lot of mutations of the peptide backbone at once. So instead of having to make each peptide by hand, I can make 65,000 of them on a phage, go through rounds of selections to find the tightest binders, and then at the end of it, recapitulate what we found synthetically. And so this is a phage display. I mean, like it doesn't really need an introduction. It won a Nobel Prize <laughs> a couple years ago. Um, and it's a really, really powerful tool. And I'm really excited to be able to bring that knowledge that I learned in Greg Weiss's lab at UCI to um, Bobby Aurora's lab, just because it really opens the door for looking at peptides and especially us who are thinking about rationally designing peptides um, and seeing kind of what structure can do to biological um, targets. It's, It's really, really exciting to work in.
0: That's so cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna point out a few things that you just said um, to listeners at home, right? So, so you're telling me that you worked with with uh, sugars, uh, gly- 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 glycans? Yes, yeah. yeah, glycans, carbohydrates. Nice. And then yeah. you moved over to peptides, which are like the building blocks of, of proteins. Yes. Exactly. Which is so cool, and and you're also working with phages and using bacteria as your reaction vessels. Uh, am I allowed to ask what kind of phages? Yeah, so the phage
1: that we use is called an M thirteen phage, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a standard run of the mill phage that has developed for phage display. Um, You introduce your sort of like phage mid that encodes whatever library you want or whatever peptide or protein you're looking to display on the outside. And then you supplement that with what's called KO7, which has essentially all the other parts encoded. Um, And that is how you get replicates of sort of your new library of phage. Um, So it's a really powerful tool that you can Literally just buy online or get from a friend or another research group.
0: So we're talking about a library of phages, like many different kind of, kinds of phages or just phages with different mutations or how does that work? Yeah, so I like to
1: think of it as um, different flavors. flavors. So you have, you know, like your standard ice cream mm-hmm. um, and on your ice cream coat, you could get strawberry, or you can get chocolate or mm-hmm. pistachio or some kind of caramel delicious nonsense mm-hmm. um and <laughs> <laughs> and one of those flavors to you is going to be the best mm-hmm. and that flavor might have certain point mutations um and that flavor might you know bind to your protein target really really tightly mm-hmm. and so if you think about that on phage you'll have one phage particle, like think of that like one teeny, tiny, 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 tiny virus particle mm-hmm. that has the same peptide displayed all along the outside. Um, and so that peptide or that protein with whatever mutations you have introduced um, will only be one. Like it will only be uh, proline in position 32. Whereas your virus particle number two through 65,000 or 65 billion, that is going to have a different mutation at whatever sites you would pick, essentially. So one phage, one type of peptide or protein with uh-huh. whatever mutations you desire.
0: I see. Interesting. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really awesome technology. And I'm really glad that I get to kind of like do something for this lab, you know, like yeah. I'm bringing something to them that we, they just like didn't really have the opportunity to do yet, but.
0: That's so cool. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love when we can bring something new to the table. Um, but you had, you had mentioned something about flavors and favorites. And so my question for you now, we're going to switch, switch gears just a little bit because we are talking about jaws and sharks. What is your favorite shark, Madison?
1: Yeah, so I was I was trying to think about this, and, like, there's some, obviously, like, top-tier sharks. Mm-hmm. There's, the, like, the whale shark. Mm-hmm. You have that, like, little salmon shark that looks like a itty-bitty great white. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite is really, and I don't know if this technically counts as a shark, is, like, the sea pancakes. The, like... Sea pancakes. The rays, like ah, the big flippers <laughs> of a shark, basically.
0: The, <laughs> I think they, I think they, they count, count. I think The yeah. sea raviolis, the sea um,
1: raviolis, yes. yeah,
0: yeah, uh, stingrays, stingrays, manta yeah.
1: rays, manta rays, all of the above,
0: all of the rays. I think they're related to sharks. I I don't know much about biology, but. And, and certainly not um, about sharks and rays. So uh, anyone on shark Twitter or, or Ray Twitter, please do uh, tweet at me and let me know, um, are rays sharks or are they related? Um would really love that learnful experience. Oh yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For now they are sharks in my book.
0: For now they are, okay. Well, Good. in the same vein, madison <laughs> and, oh yeah folks, exactly <laughs> folks, folks at home if you're wondering why there was so much venom in the thing that i just uh, uh, the way that i just said madison's boy uh name was is primarily because i already know the answer but i'm gonna ask anyway madison what is your favorite cake flavor and why so my favorite cake flavor
1: is not cake it's pie uh,
0: because yeah. pie
1: if you think about the structure of a cake, oh my goodness. You can have the same argument as pie. You've got layers. If you've got a really nice cake, you've got like a fruit filling, right? You've got mm-hmm. some carbohydrates slapped mm-hmm. in between as like a sandwich. So I guess maybe the real question is is cake a sandwich or is Oh my goodness.
0: Wouldn't think. we all love to know? I gotta get, I gotta bring uh, Alex Goldberg and Kim Jobber back on the show to to be able to to d- dispute that. Yeah, a big <laughs> showdown. Oh my goodness! They already disputed. They already like debated whether or not cheesecake was a cake. So, um, I think this would be a really great, uh, really great topic for discussion. Agreed. <laughs> Okay, right. then, Madison, what – <laughs> I sound really upset, but I'm really not. I, no, we're, no. we're having fun here. Yeah, um, Madison, what? what's your favorite pie flavor? So I,
1: I feel like, like, everybody's standard is apple, and mm-hmm. I love a good apple pie,
0: yeah.
1: um, especially if it's, like, a Claire Saffitz recipe. Love yeah. her. Love everything she writes. But I think, like, the best combination is during the summer having, like, a nectarine pie, because it's just the perfect Ooh. the perfect season, the perfect stone fruit, and then you can supplement it with other things. Like, you can throw in um, other fruit on top of it. Like, if you wanted to put cherry in, you could. Ooh. If you wanted to put blueberries in, you could. So oh I, I have to say, I think... A nectarine and blueberry pie is my all-time favorite cake.
0: That sounds incredible.
1: Yeah, uh, except that it's, it's a pie,
0: but <laughs> but I will I will accept that answer, primarily because that sounds just absolutely scrumptious. Yeah. Um, folks at home, I don't know if I have a favorite pie, but I certainly am partial to lemon meringue and key lime pie. They're both very refreshing, oh. but... I also love apple pie. Like you're just run-of-the-mill apple pie just feels like home. Yeah. Um, I also am pretty partial to a good pumpkin pie. Oh yeah. Like the, light a good pumpkin pie. It's just
1: it it makes you feel warm, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately my pumpkin pie cannot have nutmeg because Ooh. I'm allergic to nutmeg. But however, I do add quite a bit of cardamom to come up uh, to make up for it so and I don't know obviously cool whip uh yes yeah. <laughs> 100% cool that half that pie, be... half cool whip ratio yeah right and that also might be a topic for debate because people are like well what about whipped cream and I'm like oh. I'm also I also like whipped cream porque no los dos right yes. like <laughs> I'm okay with both
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think cool whip though really lends itself to pumpkin pie because it's yeah i don't know it's like scoopable yeah it is also a bit denser yeah
0: and you get it's like a nice it's like a nice offset of the texture right whereas like if you have oh i think here's here's what i would say is if you have a denser pumpkin pie whipped cream would pair better if you have a lighter pumpkin pie cool whip would pair better in my opinion
1: yeah i think i agree with that
0: Yeah, I think it's a very, this is a very scientific approach to pumpkin pie, folks, so.
1: (laughs) If you need a taste tester to decide whether your pumpkin pie is dense enough for whipped cream. Mm. I will calculate the density.
0: I will need more samples to calculate the density of your pumpkin pie. Thank you very much. Mm. This was such a great chat. Oh, what a sweet time. Sweet friends. Uh, but it does It does look like this is near the end of our chat. Um, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. It was wonderful to chat with you.
0: <laughs> it really was. Um, and to the listeners at home, I'm not actually upset that uh, Madison's favorite <laughs> cake flavor is in fact not a cake um, because we, we welcome all folks here. Um, I actually do love pie, so pie is, pie is pretty great um (laughs) uh so listen at home thank you for joining uh, us today we hope that you're um you enjoyed our time as well Uh, and if you would like to follow the many adventures of dr madison fletcher i invite you to follow her on twitter at uh, maddie h fletch uh, which will be linked in the description. And if you would like to learn more about Jaws and are interested in participating, you can follow them on Twitter as well, at JawsChem, which will also be linked in the description. Of course, if you would like to partake in the hype and have a the hype train, choo-choo, you are welcome to follow me on Twitter, at Chemistry Cake. Well, folks, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, this is your gentle reminder to stay hydrated, to keep the hype alive, and to edify our village. Be kind to others and to yourselves, folks. Thanks for tuning in, Cake Nation. This is Chemistry Cake, signing off.